Lifeboat. Talking about lifeboats. Lifeboat. That took, a tw- that took a turn. Didn't it? I mean, once again, we didn't practice, but we nailed it. <laughs> once yeah. again. How do we get from, from Love Boat to My Girl? That's what I'm <laughs> curious about. For better or worse, we don't practice. I listened to a podcast the other day where it sounded so ridiculously scripted yeah. and like re-recorded. Like even mm. interviews they've done and then they've re-recorded their own questions for midway through the interview. And I was right. like getting the shivers and I'm like, I need something unrehearsed, unpracticed, unplanned. Mm. I'm going to put on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, oh, this is what I need. Oh, oh God, chaos. This is amazing. Complete mayhem. <laughs> Well, remember we did that once because you forgot to press record or something happened with the recording. Yeah, so for like we 10 had to minutes. go Take do two. the last 10 minutes again. It yeah. felt yeah. weird and fake. I think we did yeah. well, but... We did all right to try <laughs> yeah. and recreate Guess where it was. You wouldn't pick it. Nah. Professionals. Yeah. And I challenge you, go back and listen to the last 140 <laughs> odd yeah, episodes. We, were, we won't <laughs> remember either. So yeah. 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 The first answer is correct. The only one I've heard done really, really well that kind of sounds like it's it's scripted and written but is actually entertaining is um Scotty Flashheart. The, oh, yeah. um, the Unlikely Lad uh, Probably True podcast. Yeah, but I mean... Because it's just him on his own. Yeah. Just like... Oh, talk. really? I, it's he like occasionally doing, has guests or something. He has a lot of guests, yeah. but most, most episodes are just kind of... It's almost like a 10-minute stand-up that yeah. he's doing. Much like my sex life. <laughs> Mostly alone. 10 minutes 10 by minutes myself. 10 minutes standing up. Sometimes with yeah. someone else. Um, Actually, yeah. And saying that, Scotty but, makes like tweets and... You know, emails hilarious. Yeah, somehow it's, like it's the really word, well done. The he's, way we read it. He's yeah. a wordsmith, so I really enjoy the way he kind of can turn a phrase on it. Dan Carlin's hardcore history is a good one. If anyone's keen on their history, oh, mate, if, it's I'm, all, if I'm googling oh, yeah. hardcore, it's not a podcast. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> hardcore history, though. <laughs> It's good. It's porn in the it's Victorian good. era. Yeah. <laughs> you get a head trimmer in him. Oh. That one's fully scripted and they're like three hours long and they're amazing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he does quotes of... What's it called? Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. It's cool. Nah. I'll be right. Not a fan of history? <laughs> I mean, I just meant fake millennial. I probably should have like really specified. Oh my God, you're right, you know? You're, you're so right, Matty. You're so right. You're like totally I need to read more. Read my audio books. Get into Gate. This is episode 139. We're talking Stargate SG1. The full Get Into Gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Matty. Yo. Brendan. Hello. And Reese. Hey, guys. I was about to say, and Gibson. It's like that covers the rest of the All room. All the ones. So, everyone here and accounted for. If you're listening to us for the first time, Reese is our first time viewer of Stargate each and every week, watching the episodes for the very first time. The rest of us, we are long-time Stargate fans. We're here to look at it with a bit of nostalgia. Reese with a uh, first-time watch right here in 2019, some, what, nearly 20 years ago, these episodes that we're watching. So we're uh, up to Season 7, Episode 6, Lifeboat. Let's see what it's about and throw it over to Reese and see what he thought. Entering a distressed beacon on an uninhabited planet, SG-1 finds a crashed spaceship containing hundreds of people in a cryogenic sleep. Stunned by an unseen weapon, the team is struck unconscious and, upon awakening, discovers that several of the frozen personalities now inhabit Daniel's body. Written by Brad Wright and directed by Peter DeLuise. Who wouldn't like to inhabit Daniel's body if you get the chance? Reese. <laughs> 
What'd you think? <laughs> oh, what a boring episode. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, good Daniel. Oh, Amazing, Jesus. It? it was clearly just Michael Shanks going, oh, excuse me, guys, can we just do what I came back for? That's allowing me to do a bit of acting. And all the passengers in his ship were English. They had English accents. Yes. All the passengers in uh, the bloody old mate engineer's head, they were all American. Well, the kid uh, was American. Yeah, and, and Officer Tryon was um, supposed to be Boston. He was supposed to have a Boston accent. Ugh, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> so that that'll be the, the first planet that we'd ever come across where people have actually had different accents to each other. Okay. That's true, yeah. Mm. Because I think they were definitely trying to insinuate that it was kind of like a class thing. So different class people had different kind of accents. And obviously a way mm. to, to def- make it easier for the actors when they're trying to change characters for you to, as you as the viewer to try and um, keep track. But yeah, you're right. I don't, I can't think of an episode where, yeah, people had different accents from, even, even you look at like Jonas's planet when there's like those three separate continent countries. Mm, yeah. They all have the exact same, same um, accents. I like the idea that they come back and in their debrief, they go into specifics like that. And it's like, and what kind of uh, dialect? It's like, well, they sound like a bunch of Canadians putting on UK accents, <laughs> sir. <laughs> oh, really? Again? Yes, again. <laughs> Compartment is secure, sir. As good as Michael Shanks was in this, have to give a shout out to the guy who plays Farron because he was pretty great as well. Yeah. Mm. He had just as many people in his head. Yeah. Doing mm. his best golem. Yeah, he did a good golem smeagle towards the end there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was cool. Mm. I liked it. Yeah, that's, that's one, Maddie. Don't mention Lord of the Rings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, those weird, those different camera angles for each voice weirded me out a bit with Shanks. Oh yeah, there's just that one. Don't Shanks, mate. That's cuts. Peter Deloise. Nah, that was Shanks. He he just he would have given. Smeagol was coming out. Uh, excuse me, Peter. You know what? I think we should do here different angles. Mate, Shanksy won a Leo Award for this episode. Big time. God. Boom. You don't, and do you know what a Leo Award is? I don't think anyone does. No, me neither. <laughs> oh, they're, the, they're, the, they're the Canadian Emmys. What are the thoughts? Oh, I won a Logie for it. Yeah, but you actually won a Logie for it. Oh, you won a BAFTA. Yeah. Um, so what other Canadian shows are there? You won a Logie, yeah. yeah. Logie. Um, when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate to burst your bubble a bit, Reese, when you're saying this was, you know... Oh, we've got another spoiler coming up. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that your new way of saying not a spoiler? No, like not at all. <laughs> Just not you to saying, sink your life, boat, but... <laughs> Let me tell you what a rate is. Just because you were saying... Um, <laughs> just because you were saying about Daniel being like, oh, this is this is the reason I came back. Well, it turns out Brad Wright actually wrote this episode last season and went, oh, no one can do it. And he shelved it. Oh, dig it. And then only when Whatever. Shanksy came back... He went, oh, now I've got someone who can do this. Now Annie. I've got a real festival. Now I've got a hands. real actor. <laughs> what you did, stage plays? Oh well, have I got an episode for you? I've so. done Hamlet, mate. He's got it in like a, he's got yeah. it in a glass frame in his office, and it's break in case of shanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Mad Magic. This it was, it was like Jonas, and then he's just gone. Nah, he's just put it up on the shelf and just forgotten about it. Yeah. And, like, Shanks gets his copy of the script and it's all just Jonas crossed out and says Michael instead. <laughs> we wrote it for you. Yeah. We did. I promise. And we did an uh, episode of, called Lightboat, Lifeboat, which is a lot of fun for me because <laughs> I'm an amazing actor. I won a Leo. I won a Leo. You won an award, yeah. I almost uh, forgot about that. Real good at that, yeah. You think it would look like a lion, but it doesn't. <laughs> what does it look like? A DiCaprio. <laughs> It looks like a... A ninja turtle. looks like a ninja turtle. <laughs> it looks like a samurai sword. It, uh, it actually looks like Joe Pesci from the Lisa Weapon franchise. Uh, it's really weird. 
okay, okay. It sits there all day. It's good. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Whatever, whatever. Very funny. Okay. Every time I watch this episode, it makes me wish like either it had come out a few years earlier or I'd still been in high school when this came out because I would just love to plagiarize the fuck out of it and turn it into like a one act play senior drama class or something like that. Oh, I would fucking love I thought you were going to say you this. wanted to whack off over the dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> of the four people in the room, then I'm the one you think would say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, why not? That. That's fine. You said worse things we've had to cut out. out. <laughs> Brett and I did a similar thing. We broke down a really serious drama uh, for a grade yeah. 12 um, drama class. The great Academy Award Winning potentially film. nominated. Did you get a Logie film. for it? We should have. It was amazing. <laughs> Least a nomination. It's he just was, honor, honored to be nominated. He was Doug Butabi. I was Steve Butabi. And oh, we were Jesus. a Knight of the Roxbury. And we broke that down. They oh said, they actually said that was the class project. They said, get like a, a, a TV movie. show or a movie yeah. and just do Act like a three scene. minute scene. Oh. We went up there and did like six different scenes over 18 minutes. <laughs> Beautiful. And. Oh. I nailed it! Yeah. I wish. I had. There we were, standing, waiting to use the payphone. <laughs> I know, right? This is the best bit. I had. Emilio! <laughs> I, think about, I think about zero people in our class had seen the movie, too. They were just like, what the f are they saying? What are they talking about? I would have loved that. Emilio I had. There's a swear to God. The Mighty Ducks right Man. Right there! <laughs> the Mighty Ducks Man, I swear to God, is right there. <laughs> So you guys want to make out or what? Anyway, that's episode 139. We're off to watch Night of the Rocks for now and relive our youth. i got to watch still that again. Number. You still haven't seen it? Still haven't seen it. Doesn't surprise me. Number. We my can wife, do it right now. My <laughs> wife is such a massive fan of Will Ferrell. Was before I met her. We've been together now for 10 years. I still don't think she's seen it. Like, yeah. It's just one of those movies. It's like yeah, it's still SNL days. It's before Anchorman and Talladega Nights and even early ones in that where it's just like, it's yeah, with the forgotten Will Ferrell. Well, that's when you know you're a big fan because Will Ferrell wasn't even the main lead no. in that yeah. no, it wasn't, no. Yeah. It's yeah. the other bloke. I would have yeah. The other short guy uh, who the became the other bloke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's now appearing on the Today Show. And like, oh, Chris Catan talks about the things he did 18 That's years right. ago. Yeah. I would have loved Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves, the other guy. <laughs> Ted. Are you Paulie Short? No, I'm not. I just kind of look like him weirdly. I got that weird face thing. Corky going. Romano is the, is yes. the movie that that guy did. Everybody yeah. loves Raymond. Yeah. Is Corky Everybody Romano. Loves, everybody loves Jonas. Corky. Corky. Corky Romano seems like Chris Catan's version of like if if those two were in Wayne's world and like Mike Myers went on to make like Austin Powers and everything else and Dana Carvey went off and made Corky Romano. <laughs> the master the of yeah, yeah. Like, Am I not turtly enough? You're turtle club? Yeah, we'll make a sequel out of that, bro. Yeah. One of the one of the biggest seats, hundred million at the box office, if you don't mind. Like bloody um <laughs> Like you Jackie Chan's Jackie Chan's The Suit, one of the great <laughs> movies. Great. <laughs> Rush Hour Three, it could have been. <laughs> hey, they're making a Bill and Ted Three, so like dreams yeah, do yeah. come true, yeah. guys. You know, for that one guy. Yeah, that one. He's the <laughs> other guy. You get Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, right? Is that Keanu, his name? Re Keanu Reeves makes Speed. He makes The Matrix. Yeah. He, he like has ten years off doing his own projects. Comes back, makes John Wick. Now he's in video games. He is. And Keanu Reeves Toy, Toy Story 4 Toy Story yeah. My god Duke Kaboom yeah. The greatest 80s action hero You never had Like he is as on like An absolute tear at the moment And Alex Winter's like Yeah we're gonna make Bill and Ted 3 It's gonna happen He's so ripping like, tickets At that. the movie theatre <laughs> <laughs> It's just him He's made it like Be kind rewind style 
in his garage. He's made his own version where he's got like a mop that he spray painted black on. That's Keanu. A, That's totally Bill. He's a rapper trying to make it out of his garage. It's like Keanu's like, uh, George Carlin does. I'm not sure if we would. No, 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 just, just recast. Yeah. Recast. <laughs> We'll I've, I've written four different scripts. We'll be relevant. We'll Think change him into a black woman. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be, like, socially relevant. Chris Rock can do it. Chris Rock can do it. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, that guy can do anything. Put him in a fat suit. Doesn't matter. He can do Carlin. Easy. Sorry, Maddie. what were you saying? Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Get Louis C.K. in. What? <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> Why does that guy jerking off into a pot plant? I don't know, but he's got a time machine. It doesn't matter. Hey, guys, get out. This is my jerk-off booth. <laughs> he's fine. He's, he's the blackest white guy I know. Oh, man. So at the start, when they, was, they found those stasis pods and that light force came through, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm out of Sala's back. <laughs> oh, the stunner thing. They all got knocked out. I'm like, are they all ascending? Ah, you thought it was Omar. Mm. The Different Desal. color, though. Oh, don't be racist. Did you notice? I think um, I think the Russian team's been demoted. So back in uh, last, are they season, still around? Well, <laughs> no, well, not. I mean they're all dead now, I suppose. <laughs> but they were they were SG four, uh, back in Metamorphosis right, yeah. when Jonas got. There's um, only one of them went left. Through the thing, yeah. Well, no, he died as well, didn't he? He turned to water in the cage down below. Yeah, yeah. The one there was one chick. Was there a chick on the team? No, no, that was the tomb. That was back in the tomb, oh, I that think. Was, yeah, yeah, right. It's the yeah. one where they all turn into puddles of water. Yeah, <laughs> but um, SG4 were the team that brought SG1 back when they got knocked out by that stunner. Yeah, right. And they were all just American dudes. So maybe they're SG3 now. Who? The, the Russians. Russians. That sounds like a promotion to well, me. Maybe they're SG11. Yeah, I was going to say, they need to go Surely. back. They need to be knocked back further. Or maybe there is just no yeah. Russian team yet until they, after the last lot died, maybe they're trying to train up some new guys over right. in Russia. Like every and... time we send them over, they just die within yeah. two days. Oh, weird, right? <laughs> Coincidence. Oh. Yeah. When um, Daniel came back through the Stargate, he turned around and tried to run back in it. And I was spewing that they turned it off. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> no one wants to hear it. You negative yeah. bullshit. <laughs> Same with me in your first five seasons of Jonas. Five seasons? He's only in it for one, luckily. Yeah, but he's a whinging about him for five. I'm a whinge about him for another five. Yeah, you're welcome. Nah, Retroactively. You all love him now. <laughs> yeah, but that was hectic when... Um, when he woke up and then he just screamed in Tilk's face, I'm like, Ugh. yeah. There's a few. I got a few That's goosebumps. That's a good gift now. Every time I re- even rewatching it, I get goosebumps with that because you can just, as an actor, you can just murder that, like, mm. do it terribly. The um, mm. the Janet and Keevan when um, when Daniel is a little boy and he's telling the story about how yeah. he wanted to. I I cry every time I watch that. I I tear up. Just the, the just if you think Kek. about. <laughs> just um just the story itself and just the way he does it and just I wanted to stay and and then like the kid even touches without even realizing the kid touches on like the fact that the whole lottery was rigged but he was too young to realize yeah. like that all the all the sovereigns yeah. made it on but not everyone's... I I yeah I I had to watch this episode like I normally watch these episodes twice because I watch it once just for enjoyment and then I watch it a second time to go and grab audio or, or sometimes I'll even listen to it the third time for like um the audio commentary as well every time that scene I'm like tears in the eyes tears mm. in the eyes tears in the eyes for me it was like when the dad came in and like Daniel's transition from whoever it was the sovereign into the boy yeah or the lieutenant into the boy I was like whoa that's and then to find out that. The other guy, like that's his son, like he's talking to his son yeah. in the yeah. body of Daniel Jackson. That's true. Yeah, he 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 reacted quite well as well. When yeah, he's like, father, 
It's like, oh, f- wouldn't you grab yeah. him though? Even if, even though it's Daniel Jackson's body, you'd be like, holy shit, my son. Yeah, you would. Yeah, surely, surely you just hug it out. Yeah, yeah, that was well. Yeah, was you think to me more. She saw Patrick Swayze in Whoopi Goldberg's body in Ghost. You know, she mm, she yeah. saw through the physical barrier and just connected with the soul. Mm. Yeah, so it's possible. So the thing to me, I assume once they once this um, what's his name? Farin. 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 Fagaki. Farin. When Farin. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit <laughs> left that his pod and realized that everyone was dying. Do you think? So I, I only assume that his kid died. And then he found him dead. Because wouldn't you kind of sacrifice that bank of people for your own son? I would. I'd be like, yeah, sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> no, I'd, I think... Because the way I've, I remembered it, they didn't mention in this, but it was to me it was like every 12 was a bank. And they were all powering down. So that's why he put the 12 into his head and the other 12 right. into Daniel's head. Yeah. But I don't think they were dead dead yet. Because I think once they're dead, there's no way to get their consciousness into another body. Um, I thought that was the whole point of it because the lieutenant guy's going, there's no other way unless, oh, unless I'm dead. Yeah, but then f- he said Farron found a way to bypass this the safety protocols oh. protocols in order to do that. Yeah, because they were dying and if they if they died, then they would have been lost forever. Yeah. But there wasn't enough power to revive them, which is a fucked up system that they've got. Yeah. But there was mm. a, it actually took less power and somehow less time for him to rewrite around all those safety protocols to then be able to download those consciousnesses into yeah. his his head. And then, yeah, I assume sort of once SG-1 got there, maybe there were some more pods that were failing. Yeah. Um, and that's why he... No, I just thought it was a, an interesting idea of like how many people would you sacrifice for your own child? Obviously, you'd sacrifice yourself quite easily. But how many would you be willing to give up? Because how many were on there? Oh, like... Especially if you're sitting, if you're awake alone on the ship, it wouldn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <clears throat> and he seemed like a very honourable man. Like he was willing to sacrifice his son to save. Yeah. Save his people. He I was... mean, they put some pretty big pressure on him, right? Mm. Hey, look! If you don't, if you don't kill your son, we'll do it for you. We'll yeah, by cutting that's him true. out of Daniel. We'll cut him out. <laughs> But um, to me, he was more interested in saving the sovereign. That was annoying for me. Yeah. Well, we saw an oath, but Fuck I guess that's oath. judging by the sovereign. <laughs> like that's probably the the type of um, tight ship that he ran. You you know, mm. if you're not going to work, you die. <laughs> yeah, the same as the other guy. And it was the last of their people. Like there was only three ships. Like their entire planet. Yeah. Was gone. There's only three ships. So I guess you'd have to reevaluate. You know, you're, what's impo- what's more important? So yeah, he seemed he seemed like a like he seemed like a very honourable man that he would be willing to sort of take those sacrifices so that his people as a whole could yeah. live on. Mm. But like he said, the guy he went out and he started looking for water and food, and there was nothing but rock as far as he could go. Mm. So was that before or after he decided to download everybody into his head? It would have been after. before. Yeah, because they're referring the people in his head were referring it to it in a past tense. Yeah, okay. So it's like he went to look for help or food or water or whatever, and he's like, unless he told them, would that work? Have a conversation with the voices in his head. Don't know. Tell them what? Wouldn't they? They would think they would refer to him in, in the third person still. 
or as we we went and looked. Yeah, like yeah, it's weird. It's, I don't know. It is weird. Well, no, they can't have conversations with themselves. Like when he's doing his smeagol back and forth, he's yeah, having a conversation I mean. yeah, with himself. So, so they're still they're still considering themselves individuals, same as the people inside Daniel's head. They all consider themselves an individual. They're not the they're not the yeah. we. But then he's like, I can't. I don't know how much we can take. And Carter's like, we. And he's like, yeah. And Tilk's like, I think he had, he's like Daniel Jackson. He has a whole bunch of people in his head. So yeah. that was just Well, weird, they do but... say that the longer they're in there, the crazier you go. So maybe he was a bit, he's a bit further on than Daniel and <clears throat> yeah. start yeah. to lose it. But yeah, because from the flashback, you kind of you see Farron come out of the pod. Like when the ship crashes and all they're losing power and stuff, he's the first one to be awakened by the ship. Mm. And he only has a couple of minutes there to sort of, he's the only one out and he has a couple of minutes to rewrite the code and put those people in his head as the only way to save them. Yeah. So I assume that that happened and then they've crashed or that was part of the crash. And then afterwards with 12 other people in his head, then he's gone out looking for, for food and water. Yeah, possibly. Realizing that he's got to survive somehow. Yeah. It's just weird in that time frame. I wonder how long he was by himself for. That's what I'd love to know. Yeah. yeah. Because the ship what did, did he eat? The ship didn't look freshly crashed, like there was no sort of burning embers or mm. anything like that going on. Mm. It looked like it had been there a while. And he yeah. said they had provisions, just not enough to keep everyone awake for uh, okay. unlimited mm. amount of time for yeah. all they knew. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So he was just digging into the chocolate cookies and yeah. all the good shit. Those little protein bars that Daniel took to his It just made me think, like, if he had have not stunned SG-1 and Carter had her hooked up in the, the Naquita generator, could his son still have survived? That's That was my main question. Yeah, right. Well, that's and that's what they... That's what um, Carter said to him. Like, why didn't you just ask us instead of trying to... Yeah. And he's, he's like, you wouldn't have agreed. Yeah. Little yeah. did he know that they could have brought a power source to him yeah. big enough to yeah. help everyone. I mean, he, he however long he's been there, he's been waiting for a rescue and then the first people that rock up, he stuns to almost <laughs> half to death. Yeah. It's help, so, help. <laughs> such a weird motive. <laughs> and help, then, help. Oh, you gotcha. And then oh, knowing, come to help. Ah, sucker. <laughs> and then knowing the Stargate universe, he would have tried to put Carter in there, but it's like, oh, the knackered and her blood would have stopped her from happening. Yeah. And then Teal wouldn't have been able to get them either, so he only would be able to use Jack and Daniel. And he's yeah. like, oh, God damn it. Daniel's I'm surprised. Ascended, so. Yeah, I was that gonna say, I'm surprised Daniel was able to do it because he was ascended. Ooh. It's his special power. Ja- I mean, Jack's nah. had the, the ancient knowledge. So. Yeah, oh, Jack, all Jack also had that toker in him. So. Oh, God, he's double immune. Oh. Yeah. No doors. Boom. They never talk about that, do they? That he would have that protein marker. No. No, well, I think it was because Jolina, uh, didn't she like deteriorate inside Carter's head? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that why? Isn't that yeah. why? Like, got all wet and soggy and just. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and Joel and I with, was already dying and decided Yeah, to, whereas Jack's one just escaped. Yeah, just ran away. Jumped out. Say, ran. So squirmed you away? You don't reckon he just came in his throat and left and left a protein marker? I reckon he did, yeah. but for the sake of the episode, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I like to hope he did. <laughs> ah, sucker. <coughs> now you're going to die. You. Bale's going to kill you. <laughs> That was <laughs> a toker. <laughs> no wonder Jack doesn't trust him. <laughs> Not only that, he came in my throat, Daniel. <laughs> my symbiote sperm. <laughs> the back of my neck. Speaking of RDA, I couldn't believe it when I heard, found out this. His father actually passed away 
while this episode was being filmed. So he was actually absent for most of the episode. He went away and, and, you know, dealt with all his family stuff. And then, so they actually had his, all the scenes where you see like the back of Jack, um, like in the isolation room, watching Daniel and, and Fraser. Sila. Yeah, that was Sila or his other stand-in doing that. And then Jack came back a few days later so they could get reaction shots. But how's yeah. this? As hard as those scenes must have been for Terrell and Daniel, they actually redid those scenes for RDA mm. when he came back so he could actually give of like proper reactions. Wow. And I was Jesus. like, whoa. I'd be like, what's the tape, bro? F*** you. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, just pretend, just imagine, well, as an actor, imagine what they're doing in reaction. It was on the screen anyway, so they could have just yeah. done that. Kind of makes me think yeah. that, that um, yeah. Shanksy and Terrell must have just had a f***ing awesome time doing yeah. those scenes. That would have been they did. They, they haven't been able to, like Terrell in particular hasn't been able to do anything that juicy ever, I don't think, on Stargate. It kind of, I was thinking halfway through, it's like, does Dr... Fraser, like, make it a lockdown thing so she can talk to this guy because mm-hmm. she finds it so fascinating mm. that he's got multi-personality. Yeah, uh, medical like, team only. I'm, yeah, I'm locking this down. No one's allowed in. And then she, like, she talks to him for ages. It's like, you could have got a lot of information out of the Sovereign. Have you told him the whole story? But she's like, we don't know what happened. Yeah, she and she, like, tries to make friends with the kid and then she's standoffish with the sovereign. It's like, yeah. like what are you trying to play a game or are you an, a doctor? Like, what do you, oh, yeah, what is your aim think here? She's just fascinated by it and didn't want anyone else to intervene. <laughs> Daniel Jackson. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't find that. I found that the sovereign to be the one really standoffish for her to begin with. And, um, uh, what was the other, the engineer guy to try and try and yeah. He seemed to be the only one. He, uh, <laughs> he seemed to be the only one that could actually give her information because she seemed to be trying to get information out of, out of each of them. Oh, that's what you did yeah, but she she never freely gave up any information and, until Tryon came out either. It wasn't like oh we you you your ship crash landed on the planet and then we've brought you back here. I guess so at that point they didn't know if they if he was a guy old yet or not, right? Yeah, they didn't know what was yeah, happening maybe. at that point. It wasn't until Tryon started giving information about the pods and and he Tryon was the one that kind of summarised that, oh, we, we must all be in here and blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, I guess blah, I'm blah, just blah. looking at it in hindsight as well. Mm. No, mm. I loved I loved the way that Terra was able to turn and deal with each one. Like, she was able to talk with uh, Tryon like, on an equal level and they were both freely exchanging information to try and help and, and sort of sort the situation out. Then when Keevan comes in, she becomes very sort of motherly and, and friendly and, and consoling this little kid. And mm. then I love that turn, the way like the kid's crying in her lap. And then there's just that shot of just like Shanksy just like fist tightening, grabbing onto like her coat. And then it's the um, it's the Sovereign again. Mm. Yeah, and then I cool. love the fight with her and Sovereign where like they're just yelling at each other. She's like, I don't give a damn. You're not having that man's body because I, lo- I want it. <laughs> yeah, because he's hot. He's, he's so like, hot right now. Take your clothes off right now. <laughs> <laughs> The only way we can save you is if you get naked right now. And then in the uh, Sila, bloody hurt again in the infirmary. Yes. Excuse me, doctor is sitting there with bloody oh, cot- you don't cotton up it. his nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, that's um, that was the creation of uh, Peter DeLuise for this whole season. Just a little side note. Siler has bashed his nose <laughs> in the background. Siler's always hurt in the infirmary. I think we did it three or four times. In the, during the course of the season as we were in the infirmary and Siler was always there with some kind of pain, some kind of injury. Just as a side note, as a way of getting Siler in there, it was kind of fun that he was so accident prone that he just kept hurting himself. So I think it is this season where they kind of wrap that up because I think we, we mentioned to you in the past, Reese, there's actually one, you can't see it, but apparently uh, one of the times Siler is in bed in the infirmary 
they've actually got his giant spanner and it's lying in bed next to him. Right. And that's when like Cooper and Brad Wright are like, okay, we can retire the joke now. That's enough. That's enough. We can't go any further that's than great. that. When Farron is telling Tilk and, and Sam his kind of backstory about how like the when the ship woke him up, um, mm. I noticed something in the background that I'd never heard before. Why did you not attempt to revive the others? After the ship crashed, we still don't know why it happened. He was revived by the computer. Attention, stage one. Laser cutting begins. The power requirement of his restoration caused too great a drain in the rest of the compartment. Stage two. Warm liquid goo phase beginning. Power levels were dropping. Warm liquid goo phase complete. Stage three. Reanimation. Farron had only minutes to restore power to 12 of the sleeper chambers before the occupants were dead. Reanimation complete. But there wasn't enough time. Farron was failing them one by one. There was no other choice. No other way to preserve us. Evacuation beginning. <laughs> I actually need to go to the toilet right now. This is killing me. <laughs> Neither was there sufficient water or... Water or... Water or... Water or... Water or. I, I, I literally cut out 40 seconds of piss. <laughs> Because it's so long that scene. But I'm not allowed to say Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that's too many. There is no justice in the world. Um, I'm but tobacco. Su- yeah, sorry. No, I'm just surprised that there's just so many avenues for Austin Powers references <laughs> oh, mate. in this season alone. <laughs> I'm happy there is. I feel but, like there's going to be even more as the season progresses. But not only so. that, I, th- I found that Daniel also had issues with the unfreezing process. Oh, God. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Sergeants! It's okay. Who are you? Uh, uh, (laughs) Who's responsible for this? Wait a minute, Why this has happened? Who are these people? (laughs) Alvin is a temporary side effect of the unfreezing process. Why am I a prisoner? Those may be removed when you decide to calm down. Where am I? In a military facility on a planet called Earth. I'm ordinarily a very rational man. Of course you are, Dr. Jackson. Just find the small woman and tell her that she... She's got a fabulous body. (laughs) She shines like a minx. Oh, so weird when you watch things. Horny. What that. you pick up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a deleted scene. Or a, that was that in it. See, Reese, you wouldn't know because that was your yeah. that was your first watch. So you yeah. wouldn't have you, you wouldn't have seen that. I must have been taking notes while that was while that was happening. That's amazing. <laughs> so whose kid was it? It was the was it that Farron? Daniels. Yeah. 
that is one of the many. One of the other ones. Off-world kids. It's Farron. So remember in the flashback, you see Farron putting a little kid into the yeah. um into the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who yeah. was he? Was um the kid just a like a <laughs> ship boy? Not not no. sorry, not the kid. That like Farron was. He was an officer. He was an, an officer. That's why he, he was, was allowed to take one. No, a Trine was the engineer. Farron. Was... Yeah, and Farron was his superior. He was an officer. Farron was right. the guy whose yeah, okay. whose body you see. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering why he he could take a family member. Because turns out officer. Reese has not been paying attention. There's like I was eight a, characters. He said I was a, paying attention for. The little he said kid. my father could go because he was an officer. He could pick one family member, yeah. and my mother made him pick. Yeah, me. yeah. No, I got. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. Yeah, what it was. That's but. who he was. <laughs> Farron. Fair enough. Farron. Fair enough. It's time for the Get Into Gate Harry Mailbag. Shit, yeah, looking forward to this one, guys. Oh, yeah, why is that? I got an iTunes review. Oh. Can you believe it? Three weeks in a row. I could not believe this. Five-star review. Love this podcast by Loris27 from the United States of America. Loris27. L'Oreal. <laughs> Loris Tyrell. You need more air in my hair. The air up there. Huge fan of SG1, but I've been away from it for a while. I stumbled on this podcast and I've gotten rehooked on the show all over again. Listening to these guys chatting about the show is like watching and analyzing it like the super SG1 geek that I am. And like having a conversation with gate addicted friends I never knew I needed. And now. I am seriously addicted to this podcast. If you like Stargate SG-1, love nitpicking, the details, and having a sense of humor, this is the podcast for you. Sensational, Laurie S. 27. Laurie L. I've got an email here from Santos Gonzalo. Espanol. Wow, let's start that again. He Maddie can do an Irish accent, but I can't do Spanish. Jesus. Don't assume, mate. I'm actually one-tenth Spanish. He says, hey, guys, greetings from Utah. Love the podcast. El Yuto. Love the podcast, and you guys, wow. it's the number one podcast of my life. Holy Whoa, Get a life. And look forward to it every week. Santos, what are you doing? Well, anyway. Nah, I appreciate it. Oh, you're in trouble mm. now, Reese. Oh, what? Well, anyway, I have 10 years of military combat experience. He's going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no guns in Australia, so good luck. <laughs> and just wanted to clarify exactly what they meant on the show about the live fire exercise. Oh, That's what yeah, cool. talking about that from Fragile Balance. The with gliders, the, and, the gliders uh, and stuff. Yeah. He says, it simply means that these new X-302 pilots, or I guess F-302 pilots, would conduct basic combat maneuvers and engage stationary targets in the air, mm. most likely balloons. Maybe it's the balloon people from last season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, Perfect training. Or stationary targets on the ground designated as gliders or Jafar, respectively, mm. with live ammunition. Uh, so the pilots can get a feel for how to operate the 302 and how it feels to utilize its weapons in flight in a real-world scenario. It does not mean that they would have other pilots in gliders to be shot down. Mm. That can only end badly. That makes so much sense. So. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think. I thought it was a bit weird. Because even someone uh, put a comment on something we posted. It's like, oh, mate, what if it was like um, the Rebel Jafar? Like, we'll take you on for a bit of fun. We'll have some. And I'm like, but yeah, they're going to be shooting each other down. Yeah. So yeah, that totally makes sense. I love that. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you, Santos. Message from Anthony Diamond. Oh, Diamond. Right. Hey, Diamond. Hard as a bloody diamond, old Anthony. Just found your podcast when looking for something new to listen to. Massive Stargate fan and loving the show. In a week, I in a, sorry, in a, in a week, I have managed to get through seasons one, season two, and half of three. Stop it! Wowzers! Jeez, one week. It's fifty, like just over. If you did it halfway through, that's fifty. 55 episodes. I mean, Anthony must have a boring job, let's be honest. I, I hope listening he was to us all day. Double speed or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm catching up faster than it takes Jack to make a Simpson reference on SG1. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, but I'm catching up. <laughs> Nicely done. Tony. Shine bright, Tony. Dimo. Uh, Reese, there's Dimundo. one here. Well, I, I want to say with your name on it, but it's literally oh. got your name on it. And I, Is it from me? I <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably. But I want you to read it. I feel Me like to read you, it. It, it demands mm. that you read this. All right, chuck the bag over it. Oh, yeah, and do it it's real good. <laughs> you do know it. What I mean? Just do um, just as a throwback. Oh yeah, give it to me. Yeah. Kimberly Turk. Hey, All right, further well, throwback. Ready? You in a Morgan Freeman? Do it. Oh. Do it. Do some more. Do it. In a Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Don't do a Morgan well, Freeman. Talk dirty I love me. listening to Reese's sexy voice. <laughs> you keep my long commute to work enjoyable. Keep it up, guys. <laughs> Kimberly Turk. Well, you're keeping it up for Kimberly. I'll tell you what, if oh, Kimberly yeah. lived in like the southeast Queensland area, <laughs> she would actually be creating traffic hazards listening oh, to you look. do the yeah. traffic because she'd have the Reese yeah. going, it's a good drive to work this morning, oh, blah, 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 blah. And she'd be, oh my God, off the road and just, you know, creating all kinds of hazards. So then you could be talking about mm. her. Ah, oh, full circle. I'll tell you what, Kimberly, yeah. you love listening to me. I love you, baby. Oh, oh, Jesus. Just, How's that? You just flooded her basement, mate. <laughs> I usually charge five ninety five a minute for that. <laughs> oh. Ho! It's, it's time to find out if Reese's been, been paying attention. Five questions. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yeah, five we questions go. for you, Reese. Please. What... Do I do? Do I do? If I sing out of tune, would you stand up and walk out on me? 30 seconds on the clock. Let me this question. You song. What was the technique? I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, now! Try a little help from my friends. Oh! Well done, boys. We practiced that one, clearly. I didn't know I knew that many words with that. Song. There you go. <laughs> molly, molly, seen, molly, uh, molly, molly. The Wonder Years. What was the name <laughs> of the crashed ship? Oh, the the the, the John Stamos, the Stromos. Where was the ship's intended destination? Uh, Adina. Correct. What title did Martis hold? He was a, a sovereign, Martis. Correct. Who was Keenan? He was uh, the kid. Correct. What did Carter use to power the stasis pod? Um, easy. Oh. Back with a generator! Down for 10. I didn't expect you to get at least three of them. Oh. <laughs> they were easy. Most of my notes are just pissy notes because I knew you'd be asking all me these <laughs> Well, these that's questions. what we want, mate. We need you to pay heed. <laughs> what, oh. what does that dickhead have to say now? Reese, I don't want you to go. Oh. I want to be your friend. <laughs> Stiff shit, mate. Can't win them all.
Oh, well done. What a way to cap it off. A Daniel episode and all ends happily for Reese. So, uh, Sensational. Oh, so the Onwards. way to get Reese to pay attention is to have a really good Daniel episode. Sounds like it. Yeah. No, well, I've literally got two lines of notes. And one of them is just notes on names and shit. Might be a closed book quiz next week then, eh? Let's hope it's not uh, got Daniel in it. <laughs> sure does. It's one of his great ones. Enemy Mine. Oh, yeah. Sexy Give it Daniel. To me. Sexy Durag Daniel. Oh, yeah, the Durag's back. <laughs> That's Gross. episode 139 of Getting a Gate. Next week, we are back to talk episode seven of season seven Enemy Mine. Another Peter DeLuise special written and directed by the Big Man. Until then, you can check out all of our old podcasts. If you are new to the show, just search Getting a Gate, a Stargate podcast on your favorite podcasting outlet. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search and get into Gate at Stargate Podcast or getintogate at gmail.com. Do uh, drop us a, a longer line. Send us in a, uh, a voicemail, if you would. Hey, if you need a bit of a, a lifeboat during the week, jump on, <laughs> jump on our Patreon, you know, just to see you through the work week. I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie is... At High Pitch Maddie. Brendan. At the Bren Gibson. And Reese. At the Flying Gibson. Back for more Daniel and others next week on Get Into Gate with Enemy Mind. Get Into Geek.